Hey guys, welcome back to your Apple Update. I'm your host, John Sherrod, and today we've got some interesting things to talk about because we're starting to get some of our first leaks about what to expect from iOS 13, which Apple should be announcing this summer at WWDC, their Worldwide Developers Conference. That's always the annual time of year where Apple makes announcements regarding its operating systems. And iOS 13, iOS is a big part of what Apple does these days. That's the operating system that runs on your iPhone, your iPod Touch, your iPad. Uh, this is um, the main thing. Since the iPhone is the main thing that drives Apple's uh, revenue, this is a huge thing. And we got some leaks courtesy of 9to5Mac. This is the same uh, people that uh, brought us the news that we did a video on last week talking about how uh, Apple's going to be killing iTunes. And if you haven't seen that video, check it out as far as what to expect in iTunes' place. So uh, they've got some information now um, from, uh, again, this is 9to5Mac. And they quote people familiar with the development of the operating system. So these unnamed sources. But all of this makes sense. Now, one of the things that we've known um, for, for a year since the last WWDC is that Apple is planning to make it possible for developers to easily bring iOS apps over to the Mac. So if you're a developer and you've created an, created an iPad app, it's going to be relatively simple for you to bring that app over to Mac OS and have it be an actual functioning Mac app. And um, last year they introduced uh, some new apps in Mac OS, including uh, the News app, which was built on this, uh, this, this framework, this app development framework that they're going to be releasing to all developers this year at Worldwide Developers Conference. And I bring that up front uh, just because this is going to tie into this, this first thing that 95Mac covered, and that is dark mode. And um, th at first that might not seem connected to what I was just talking about, but you know, since we have dark mode in Mac OS now, which was introduced at last year's WWDC as part of Mac OS Mojave, um, if you're going to bring, if you're going to have dark mode Mac apps that you're then going to make available, you know, over to iPad, it makes sense that these apps can go seamlessly back and forth between iOS and Mac OS and either be in light mode or dark mode. Also, dark mode has just proven very popular with Apple customers. Um, with, all, with many of the Mac users I've talked to, dark mode has been overwhelmingly popular. Now I'm kind of a traditionalist myself, so I still tend to use the light version. I've experimented with the dark version, but I just kind of prefer the, the classic traditional light Mac interface. But a lot of people are loving dark mode on the Mac, and a lot of people have been wanting dark mode in iOS for a long time. I've got one friend in particular that every year, you know, he's hoping that Apple's finally going to bring dark mode to iOS, and this year it looks like that's finally going to happen, and, and that's pretty exciting because a lot of people are going to be really, really interested in that. Also got some news uh, about how iOS 13 is specifically going to work on iPad. You know, iPad is an interesting product because it is kind of that middle ground between the type of work you would do on an iPhone and the type of work you would do on a Mac. And it's, it, it, it is interesting because lots of people have loved the iPad form factor and have been, you know, finding creative ways to do full desktop Mac type work on an iPad. And Apple has made some steps in that iOS 11 was a big step toward adding uh, more power features uh, to, to iOS for iPad specifically, like the dock and the ability to have multiple windows or multiple, excuse me, multiple apps open at the same time. That's going to take me into one of these, these leaks, but uh, there's still some work to be done there. Sometimes trying to do productivity work on an iPad is like trying to run in the surf at the beach. You know, if you're trying to run in waist deep water, it makes it difficult to do that. And we want to be able to use an iPad as, as much as for a desktop replacement as possible. So one of the things that we've kind of heard rumors about for a while is that iOS 13 would introduce a windowed uh, mode for working with apps 
uh, on an iPad. So you've never been able to, 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 to have Windows, not capital W Windows like Microsoft Windows, but the ability to have the same app but multiple windows in that app open. That's never been possible in an iOS app. And now it sounds like that might finally be coming. Um, and I want to specifically quote from their article. It says, each window will also be able to contain sheets that are initially attached to a portion of the screen but can be detached with a draw gesture, a drag gesture, excuse me, becoming a card that can be moved around freely. Uh, these cards can also be stacked on top of each other and use a depth effect to indicate which cards are on top and which are on the bottom. Cards can be flung away to dismiss them. And, and that that's interesting if this is actually the way it's going to be because I've been wondering, well, how exactly would multiple windows work? Because, you know, on the Mac desktop, you've got the dock at the bottom of the screen and you've got the menu bar at the top and you've got the desktop um, and you can have windows on top of each other floating around this desktop and you don't really have a desktop in that way. In iOS, you have the home screen, but apps are always full screen, so you're never seeing, you know, part of the desktop and part of a an app window. It's 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 you're in one place or the other. So it sounds like what this is going to be is your app is still full screen, but within that canvas, you can have multiple um, windows that are kind of like palettes that kind of float there and can be moved around and resized and, and attached and unattached and things like that. So I think we'll need to really see Apple demo this on stage to get a full sense of what this is like, but that's an intriguing way to do it. And it's going to be interesting to see kind of how developers utilize that and what they do with it. It also says that there's going to be a new standard undo gesture. And this is an interesting thing. This has been kind of a topic of discussion about the limitations or the, you know, maybe ways that Apple hasn't excelled in user interface design. And that's with the undo button. Now, if you remember, um, even certain things that are very familiar to us from a desktop Mac or Windows experience, like copy and paste, took a long time to come over to the iPhone. I believe it was iOS 3 that introduced, uh, you know, copy and paste. And, and just figuring out a way to select that in a way that felt native to iOS and what that experience is like, it took Apple a little while to get that. And uh, undo is one of those things where for years, the way that you undo, and you may or may not know this, some of you may not know this, but on an iPhone, if you're going to undo, like if you type something and you want to undo that typing, you actually shake the iPhone and a little dialogue comes up and asks you if you want to undo that and you can uh, undo that. Um, And the big criticism of that is it's not a super discoverable uh, tool. I mean, it's kind of like if you're going to have a keyboard shortcut on the Mac to something, well, you need to have uh, a visual way of getting to that. So, you know, if you're going to use Command C to copy on the Mac keyboard, well, that's a shortcut to going up to the edit menu and selecting copy from that menu. So, whereas undo on the iPhone, there's basically just a shortcut, but no, you know, easily discover visual way of doing that. And the article mentions a new standard undo gesture that I'm not sure is going to help that. Um, it says in the article, the gesture starts as a three-finger tap on the keyboard area, sliding left and right allows the user to undo and redo actions interactively. And it says that like a tutorial will pop up the first time you, you go and do this. And um, I, I just don't see how that's super helpful. Um you know, uh, again, maybe just give us a button on the iPhone keyboard. There is in the iPad keyboard a button for undo and redo, but maybe give us that on the iPhone keyboard. But I don't know that that's really, I guess, no, I guess on the iPad, that is better than picking up the iPad and shaking it. That certainly could cause problems, especially as the screens on the iPads get bigger. But I don't know. I don't know if that's any better than the current shortcut for undo, apart from that fact. Um, this is a big one for me. This may seem again, like a small thing, especially if you're not used to using an iPad, if you're more iPhone, this isn't going to apply, but, uh, they say that the, the Safari, the iPad version of Safari 
will automatically request a desktop version of the site instead of the mobile version where appropriate. And to me, that is huge because uh, a lot of times, you know, web developers will create a mobile version of their website, which is helpful. But a lot of times websites aren't super intelligent about whether you're viewing their page from an iPhone or an iPad. It just sees it as coming from iOS mobile Safari. And so you're on this big 12.9 inch iPad screen and it's giving you the mobile iPhone version of the web page. Whereas really just the standard desktop version is much more appropriate for how you're using their website on that particular device. And you can go and, and use the little share sheet button and actually go and tap a button that says request desktop site. But that's tedious, especially if you're going, if you're visiting and leaving and coming back to the same website a lot. So I really like this idea that iOS is going to more intelligently deliver you the desktop version if it knows you're on an iPad and it knows that's more appropriate. Brilliant. Another thing uh, that's a, a really nice thing, uh, especially for people who are doing desktop publishing or a lot of heavy word processing on an iPad is that there's going to be font management coming to the settings app. So as of today, the way you get an extra font on your iPad is you use a configuration profile. And that's really more of like a, uh, an, a you know, an iOS administrator would do for a whole fleet of iPads for a school or a business. And that's not something that's at all easy or intuitive for an end user. And so now if you want to load additional fonts beyond what comes in iOS automatically, there's going to be a way to do that in settings. And again, that that may or may not be something that you use, but a lot of people are going to find that super helpful. And a new uh, volume HUD or heads-up display. Like right now, when you do volume up and down, like on your iPhone, it just kind of takes over the screen and it's kind of a clunky thing. So the article didn't say exactly what this might look like, but I can imagine something kind of like an Apple TV where you have something up at the top that's much less intrusive, but that still displays volume changes. And there's a few other things I mentioned in the article, but those are the big things that I wanted to highlight. And uh, it's exciting. We're, like I said, we're you're about a month and a half away from WWDC. So we're going to find out very soon exactly, you know, if what uh, nine to five Mac has said is going to pan out. It does sound like this is all very reasonable stuff. Um, and I can't wait to see Apple demo it and kind of see exactly how they're going to tell the story of these new features. Uh, as I said, uh, one of the, the most recent videos I did was on the replacement for iTunes and what Apple has in store for that. So check that out. It'll be a good video to watch as a follow-up. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and check back later this week for the next episode of Your Apple Update. Bye.